Welcome to Slight Reliability. Learning SRE one day at a time. I'm Stephen Townsend. Hello and welcome back to Slight Reliability. I'm Stephen Townsend and this is the show where we learn SRE one day at a time. A couple of weeks ago, I came across some notes that my colleagues have written up from SRECon Europe from this year, 22. And there was a description or an observation of two different kinds of SRE. There were SREs who were bigger picture, who were thinking about a whole organization and how it works and how to improve the flow of work and that kind of thing. And then there were deep technical experts who just focused on a particular component or service or value stream. And they were more inward looking, but had a very deep technical understanding of that particular service or component. And that started a conversation internally about maybe there are different flavors or different kinds of SRE in the industry. And although it's not necessarily valuable to classify and to categorize everyone, it is useful to know, hey, maybe there's different kinds of SRE work or flavors out there. So you kind of know where your strengths are and maybe where there are areas you want to move into or to grow. In preparation for this episode, I posted a question about this on the SRE subreddit and got some really interesting responses. And I'm going to use some of those quotes in today's episode. It's a bit hard to attribute quotes to people given it's fairly anonymous on Reddit. But if someone would like to claim a quote that I make, uh, then feel free to do so. These are not all my own ideas. So going into the original observation that you've got these big picture SREs and then deep technical focused SREs on a particular service. So I think with those, the second group, the group who are deep technical experts in a particular service or technology, I think that there is an element of when you look after one component, you can go very deep uh, because it keeps your cognitive load manageable. There's not a sprawling, endless network of possibilities. I think that the technology that this kind of SRE focuses on would be around the deployment, operation, incident management, and observability of the value stream or service or component that they look after. On the other hand, you have SREs who have an organization-wide scope. Someone used the term rock stars that care. I like that. Still, these are SREs who are hands-on but they have more of a focus on understanding the wider systems and structures of the organization. In terms of the hands-on technology, tooling, and coding, I think it would be more around uh, the observability across different components across an organization, particularly distributed tracing. Also, consistency of data and processes. I think it's pretty aligned with the idea of a staff engineer or a principal engineer in the general sense. Someone who has got their head up looking around the organization for opportunities and pain points and kind of doing those things that nobody else necessarily has the skills or experience or wants to do. So that was the starting point. But as you know, I recently read a book called Team Topologies, and I'm quite into this concept. I like it a lot. And in that, there are four different team topologies, and I can see SREs working in slightly different ways depending on the topology of the team. So by far the most common team topology is called stream-aligned. So most teams who deliver and operate services for customers are stream-aligned teams. 
So a streamlined team would tend to have delivery and operations all embedded. They would also have product uh, involved as well. So you could ideally independently identify opportunities, develop them and release them to production, operate them, get feedback from customers and feed that back into prioritizing what the next steps are. I think SREs and streamlined teams would tend to be both wide and deep technically. And they need to be because a value stream is often made up of multiple components which are distributed. So you need to understand multiple different technologies and layers of a technology stack in order to effectively operate them and manage incidents and to capacity plan and all of that stuff. So I think of the classic Google or Facebook unicorn type SRE who fits in a streamlined team. Sometimes there are components in a value stream which are so unbelievably complicated could be technically complicated, it could be complex business and business rules, that you need a dedicated team to look after it. And an SRE in that team would be quite different. I think an SRE in a complex subsystem team would be a deep technical expert in maybe one component or a very limited set of technology components. So they would not be big picture SREs, they would very much be deep technical with a, a very narrow focus. A third type of team topology is a platform team. And a platform team is just a, a team of engineers who builds for other engineers. So platform engineering is a very popular topic at the moment. I think it's pretty similar to Streamline in some ways, except that you're delivering for other engineers in your organization. And I think there is more of a focus on building SRE capability as tooling which is delivered with the X as a service interaction model. So what that means is you're trying to codify or develop SRE practices in a way which is self-service uh, rather than having to you know, collaborate deeply with other teams. So I was just trying to think of an example of how that might work. Maybe you have a platform team who hosts a Kubernetes platform, which other streamlined teams build their services on. And as an SRE, you might build observability in so that different streamlined teams can check on the health or get notified of issues with their particular application. And that's self-service. Or maybe you'll create automation so that delivery teams can get onboarded and start deploying to your platform completely hands-off. Once again, it's self-service. The last team topology is called an enablement team. And this is the kind of team that I was working in up until a few weeks ago. So enablement teams, their job is to enable and improve practices in streamlined teams mostly, but also platform teams. So there's an element of facilitating and collaborating hands-on with other teams to uplift capability. And that's a quite a different kind of SRE, I think, than the other three team topologies. It's a lot more about soft skills and collaboration. Uh, and it's kind of tricky to negotiate, I think, when you've got other teams and you're trying to get them to trust you and uh, convert them to new ideas. It's a pretty challenging context to work in and it requires a different kind of personality and skill set, but you still need those technical capabilities as well. I don't think that you can have an SRE enabler who just talks about things without actually being able to back that up with action. So that's my thoughts on different kinds of SRE based on the different team topologies. And I think it's a pretty interesting book if you haven't read the team topologies book. I think it applies to anyone who works in technology at all.
But there's two more kinds of SREs which came up in the conversation on Reddit. The first one, uh, someone referred to kitchen sink SRE. So basically, giving someone the title of SRE and just getting them to do anything at all, which is a grey area, kind of fuzzy, no one else wants to touch it, it's too complicated, too messy, kitchen sink SRE will get in there and do it, right? They are the whole patches that fill the gaps in an organization that no one else is uh, dealing with. I think, once again, this fits, it is closely aligned with the staff engineer, principal engineer. I worked with a principal engineer in the past, and he explained his job as dealing with dumpster fires. So basically, he would look around the organization for the biggest dumpster fire, and he'd go and deal with it, and then the next one, and then the next one, and so on. So that's Kitchen Sink SRE, and I guarantee a lot of senior SREs will find themselves in this position because they have the skills to negotiate that extremely difficult terrain. And lastly, someone mentioned the idea of an SLO advocate, but I would extend it to say an SRE advocate. So especially in the early days of an organization, you kind of need someone who can sell the ideas and benefits of SRE to different stakeholders. They need to be sort of persuasive and have a mix of soft and hard skills. I think it probably needs to be someone who has some kind of clout in the organization, maybe through reputation, maybe they hold a leadership position of some kind in order to get that traction. So those are the different kinds of SRE that I've identified so far. And although it's just you know categorizing things, the discussion's been interesting and I've learned I've learned something about the different kinds of work that SREs do and the different kinds of work that needs to be done by SREs. So there's two more things I wanted to talk about that came up through discussion. The first one is, and I'd love to hear your experience if this has happened to you, about organizations who are hiring for SRE positions and essentially lying about the role and saying, this is an SRE role. You show up to the interview they say all the right things, but then you actually get to work and start it and you spend your entire day writing YAML config for some cloud platform. And that's all you do. And that's it's pretty immoral. Uh, it's never happened to me, but I heard from multiple other people in the industry that this has happened to them, which is hugely disappointing. I understand the idea behind it. If you advertise something as a cloud administrator role, well, you're only going to get a certain type of candidate. If you say SRE, you're probably going to get good people. But if you lie to people, well, that's not good in the long term, is it? The second thing is when an organization rebrands existing roles into SRE without necessarily changing anything about those roles. And I've got two examples here. The first one is performance testing, performance engineering. Because I come from that background, I've seen performance engineering roles be rebranded as SRE, and yet the work just remains doing load testing. I don't understand that. Uh, I fundamentally think that SRE can be a lot of things, but it should be focused on production. And if you're running load tests in some test environment and spending all your time at that stage, I don't think that's SRE. That's kind of where I draw the line. Another common rebrand, which I've already mentioned, is when you have platform engineers or cloud engineers who get rebranded as SRE. And I think there's a lot of a crossover in terms of the tooling and technology that SRE and platform engineers and cloud engineers use. But if the role doesn't contribute toward improving the flow of work, breaking down silos, bringing development and operations together, then is it really SRE? 
I don't know. Who am I to be picky? But I've seen a lot of mm, hesitation or sort of displeasure about the fact that this is happening in the community. And I'd be keen to know what you think. If you're a cloud engineer, are you an SRE? I don't know. What is an SRE? So that's my thoughts on the different kinds of SRE. We'll see how that evolves in the months and years to come. I also wanted to mention that I'm going to AWS reInvent in Las Vegas uh, from the end of November into early December. So if you're going to reInvent, uh, I'd love to catch up with you. I have been interacting with many SREs and performance engineers over the years online. Never really had a chance to meet many of you. So it'd be great to, to meet some of you in person. I'll be at the Squared Out booth a lot of the time, or I might be floating around with a microphone trying to get some hot takes on SRE. The other thing is if you weren't aware that this podcast is released both as a YouTube video, so you can watch the video of me talking as the podcast goes on, it's also available as a traditional podcast, so you can subscribe to it using Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts. Just so you're aware, there are two different channels that you can listen or watch this from. Also, just to let you know, next week's episode will probably be one day late because I'd like to attend the first day of reInvent and then record an episode about it in Las Vegas. So for those of you I'll see in person at reInvent, can't wait to see you. And for everyone else, I'll be sharing my experiences from reInvent on next week's episode. See you then.